Welcome, Harvest Church family, and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. And don't forget, if you enjoy taking notes, you can download the fillable PDF file on our website at goharvest.org forward slash notes. Right now, let's listen in to this week's message. Great job on leading worship this morning, Junior and band, and uh, that song just gave me all kinds of hope when we sang it. And we need hope today. Can I get it? We need hope. And here's the second thing. We need pr- the presence of the Lord in our lives. The presence of the Lord in our lives. We used to sing a little song when I was a kid, a kid uh, in church. It said, heaven came down and glory filled my soul. And I'll tell you what, when heaven comes down, glory will fill your soul. And when the presence of God comes into your life, everything will change if the presence of God comes in your life. I tell you, just coming to church and leaving a church won't make any difference, but coming to church and having an encounter with God makes all of the difference in the world. Hallelujah. So in our lives, when we gather together, I'll tell you what, it changes things when we worship together. Hallelujah. Um, I heard a line the other day, and I don't know if I'll get it quite right, but some people say, well, I can be a Christian without going to church. That's kind of getting big nowadays because of everything going on. I can be a Christian without going to church. Yes, and you can be married without going home. <laughs> but it'll help, it'll help if you go home. Can I get a witness, amen? And let me tell you what, you can be a Christian maybe without going to church, but it'll sure help if you go home to church. Give the Lord a great hand clap for that, Amen. And I think I, I got that, I think, just from Anthony Evans, just like yesterday or something. I said, well, that just makes sense. Amen? Hallelujah. And praise God, we roll with the punches. You know, whatever is going on, we're in this influx right now. We don't know what's going on. The government doesn't going, know what's going on. They really don't. They, they, they just are, they're just fine, you know, feeling their way through this whole situation that we're in right now. And they put a... Uh, a uh, health order back into place, you know, in, in the county. And, you know, I, yesterday I still went out and did 100% of what I was going to do. There was nothing that I was stopped from doing. You know, they said to put on the mask. I put on the mask, walk in, take care of everything, what I need to do, and then come on out, whatever. I never questioned the store to say, I wonder if that manager's close to God or not. He's making us wear masks. No, I just go to Costco or Walmart. You know, I never, sometimes, uh, you know, the people come to church and make their decision on the pastor by whether he makes you wear a mask or not. I never do that to a business, so I would suggest not doing it to a church. Can I get a witness, amen? I mean, it's not quite fair. Uh, and and uh, what I'm saying is we're, we're just in flux right now in the country and in the world. We don't really have it all figured out, but we're following somebody who does have it all figured out, and his name is Jesus. And I'll tell you what, in, 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 li- in life, there's going to be twists and turns. There's going to be unexpected things coming. There's been plagues coming. There's been famines coming. There's been disease coming, all that kind of stuff. But I'll tell you what, we keep our eyes on Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. And as long as we have our eyes fixed on him, he's going to bring us through even the most severe uh, times that we ever lived through. We're going to walk through them with the strength of God. Amen. So I just bless you today. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for watching online. We're a community of believers, and God is going to see us through. I really believe that. And I just feel uh, 
you know, filled with hope this morning. And a lot of it has to do with what we already did, just worshiping God and the Spirit of God coming to the place. And all the more, this is what we need to have in our lives, not just in church on Sunday, but on our daily walk. Find some part of the day when you're in prayer and when you're in communion with God where you and God make contact because that's what will change you. That's where the revelation comes. And it's really done through prayer. It's, it's time with God. But take some time with God. You say, well, I just don't have time to take with God. You don't have time not to take with God. I'm just saying even if it's five minutes or ten minutes, it'll grow from there. But at least make it a point. If you're going to have a meeting with somebody else this week, make sure that you have a meeting with God every single day. And I'll tell you what, things will begin to change in your life. Hallelujah. Well, that's not in my message, but it was free. Amen? All right. Uh, I'll just stay standing for just a couple more moments. I want to talk this morning about running to win. We're in an Olympic season right now. And I love this passage of Scripture that the Apostle Paul uh, brought out in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 24. It's only about four or five verses long. We're going to unpack it today or extrapolate it today or do a little exegesis on it today. Those are all fancy theological. We're going to look closely at it and unpack it. It says, remember that in a race, everyone runs. Say it with me this morning, everyone runs. We're all in this race together. Everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. However, as believers, more than one person gets the prize. You also must run in such a way that you will win. And that's the big idea this morning. You also must run in such a way that you will win. How many of you want to win the race that you've set out to run? Amen? Run in such a way that you will win. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we love you so much. And thank you, Lord God, for letting us be here this morning. What a privilege it is to just worship you today. What a privilege it is to gather together. Lord, in times like these, Lord, we need you more than ever. And God, we just depend on you and we look to you. Help us to run the race that is set before us, Lord God, and run it in such a way that we will win. And I just pray, Lord God, you'll encourage every person in this place this morning. And I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can hold your Bibles high and say, this is my Bible. This is my smartphone, whatever you have the Bible on. Uh, The living and powerful, proven word of God. A lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path, God's holy word on which I stand. And having done all, I'm going to stand on the word of God. Whatever the word of God says I am, whatever the word of God says I have, whatever the word of God says I can do, say with me, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. You sound like a bunch of believers, and I like that. Hallelujah. There's a set of notes that will help really give you the framework on the message today. And, uh, and uh, we'll look at this scripture that we're going through this morning about 10 different ways. But the one thing that I want you to remember is this, is run the race in such a way that you will win it, all right? That's the big idea this morning. You don't have to remember 10 things, but the 10 things are all going to help you. You don't have to remember them. But the one thing that I do want you to get is that run this race in such a way that you will win it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, uh, the Olympics is here, if you've noticed, and it's this year. Uh, the Olympic Games come, of course, every four years, unless you have a pandemic that gets in the way. And this one is turning out to be one of the most compelling of all Olympics, kind of unexpectedly. Uh, due to all of the challenges that have been coming in along the way, people like an underdog and people like to see what 
uh, individuals are going to do with a challenge. So here all, you have all of the Olympics, Olympians right now essentially having to compete without a crowd in front of them. And really the great crowd of witnesses is such a big part of running the race, just reading Hebrews. But this Olympics, they're playing to empty stands. It's kind of unique in that way. And so the world has come together to compete in Tokyo, Japan. And uh, the Olympic circles that you see, those five circles, they represent the five continents of the, the earth. So it's the five continents of the earth coming together to compete. And, and, the, and so the world is not only competing, the world is watching right now. The world can't be there for the games, but is restricted from being at the games. But the world is certainly watching on TV, and we're kind of watching as well. Uh, let me give you the medal count update right now. The United States leads this morning with 59 medals overall uh, to China's 51. So we're 59 to China's 51 in medals. But China is leading us right now with 24 gold uh, medals to USA's 20. So it's kind of a flip-flop in who's leading. Total medals, the United States is leading. Uh, gold medals, China's leading. But we still have one more week to go. Can I get a witness? There's still hope, all right? So uh, we'll see what happens, all right? I always like doing a little history study, you know, on the Olympic Games that go all the way back, back to biblical times and, and before. And so uh, some of the, but going up to modern day Olympics, some of the top U.S. Olympians of all time, I kind of like looking at those real quickly. First of all, you have, uh, and, the, and I'll give you like five or so top uh, Olympians. First of all, Jesse Owens. And Jesse Owens was a, a runner who overcame the injustice of segregated society by debunking Adolf Hitler's demonic dogma of Aryan superiority and winning a four gold Olympic medals in the 1936 Games in Berlin, Germany. With Hitler there in the stands and with Hitler coming to power, uh, Jesse Owens stood up to the Fuhrer, and you can see here right uh, on the screen, you'll see when he is awarded one of those gold medals, you'll see that that um, the person was behind him kind of doing a salute to high Hitler and all of that. He stood up to all of that and changed everything. Jesse was a barrier buster, I called him. I wrote in my notes. He was a barrier buster or a barrier breaker who cleared the path and paved the way for future Olympians such as Carl Lewis, uh, Florence, Florence Joyner, Flo Jo, and many other uh, black athletes to come. He, he opened the way. And I'll, 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 as many as I mentioned this morning, I'll have, have left out so many because I only have just minutes to talk about this history. But Jesse Owens really forged a path. If uh, Jackie Robinson paved the way in baseball, really uh, uh, Jesse Owens was the Jackie Robinson of the Olympics, if you will. And I say that with all respect. Interesting side note on Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens became the first black American athlete to earn an endorsement when he agreed to wear Adidas sneakers back in 1936. So for all of, the, all of the, uh, those that are getting endorsements right now, he was one of the first to ever get an endorsement back in 1936 from Adidas. I thought if George Palmer is here this morning, our a local historian, he would like to know that. Uh, second all-star of uh, Olympics is Carl Lewis. Carl Lewis was a... Uh, late 70s to early 90s, he did four Olympic Games 
And for those of you that are here, you, you knew that every time that we were in summer games, if Carl Lewis was there, Carl Lewis was going to be money. I'm talking about he was going to be gold. And he's one of the only Olympics, there's only been three or so, I've got to check the most recent, but there was only three that ever won a gold Olympic in four Olympics uh, consecutively, all right? And Carl Lewis was one of those that won a, Olympic gold. In four Olympics, he won nine Olympic golds altogether. And then you've got Mark Spitz, does anybody remember Mark Spitz? Some of you in my age category remember Mark Spitz. Never before had there been six uh, Olympics uh, gold medals ever won. Six was the max for many, many years. And in 1972 in Munich, Mark Spitz won seven gold medals. It had never been done before until Michael Phelps came along. One thing about Mark Spitz that separates him from anyone else is that not only did he win seven gold medals, but he set seven world records at the same time. Seven golds, seven world records. How many know that's pretty good, right? And then you've got the monster, Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps came out. He's the most successful and decorated Olympian of all time with a total of 28 Olympic gold medals, tw or 28 Olympic medals, 28 Olympic gold, uh, me no, Olympic medals, 23 of them gold. So he's won 23 gold medals. He would look like this if you had to take a shot of all of his gold medals. It would look like that. Tell me that that isn't something, huh? I'm telling you. I mean, that's all of the different gold medals. 23 gold medals. I've got a little trophy in my office of, for being salesman of the month. <laughs> Working at Sears and Robux, I'll show it to you later. <sighs> anyway, when in training, uh, when in training, Michael Phelps would eat uh, 12,000 calories per day, which is uh, about 9,500 more than the usual FDA recommendation of 2,000, 2,500 calories. He'd eat 12,000 calories per day, and he's my kind of guy. Can I get a way to say amen? All right. Then you have Simone Biles, and Simone is an American uh, artistic gymnast, she has a combined total of 30 Olympic and World Championship medals, 30. That's World Championship and uh, Olympic together. So she's the most decorated American gymnast is regarded by many to be one of the greatest and most dominant gymnasts of all times. And Simone has had a tough week. And let me tell you what, you can have times in your life where the, you, the, the tables will turn on you and things will happen. But I'll tell you what, she's going she's to keep on pressing on. And she opened the door for her teammates to excel, most notably uh, Suni Lee. There's been some criticism of Simone. Uh, before you criticize Simone, I want you to go out and get 30 gold medals yourself. And then maybe you might have something to say. Uh, but you don't have anything to say if you haven't won the 30 gold medals. And let me tell you what, you can do a lot of good in your life even if you have a thorn in the flesh. And the thorn of the flesh for, for the long run can maybe do a lot of good for you and it might do a lot of good for others as well. So it's just a journey that we're on. And Sabone has had this tough week, but she opened the door for her te teammates to excel. And most notably, Suni Lee would have never had a chance if what the bad that happened to, to Simone this week happened to be good for the team and good for Suni Lee. So in the last one here, I'll just mention is Suni Lee, who surprised everyone and won Olympic gold in gymnastics for, her youth, for the United States, for her family, and for the Hmong community in, in Minneapolis, about 60,000 Hmong in Minneapolis. Uh, Hmong, of course, are the uh, 
mountain people from Japan and Laos and uh, China and uh, one other, and uh, Thailand, I believe it, but most, most notably from Vietnam. Uh, that have, sta- have established a cu- community uh, in the United States and especially in Minneapolis. She just won silver, uh, a silver last night, I think it was, as well. So all I can tell you is this, is uh, that's a lot of great champions, all right? So give all of our champions a good American salute, all right? That's all right. Now, today we're talking about running to win. Say with me this morning, running to win. And what, what are we going to win? Win what? Well, we're re- winning the race of life, or as the Apostle Paul called it, the race set before us. And let me just say here this morning, everyone, we all have a race set before us. We would have never predicted the path that life has taken that we're on right now. We're on a journey together that is unprecedented in our lifetimes. In fact, the world that we live in right now, you'd have to go back 100 years to even, even duplicate it all. None of us were alive. Uh, we're, we're on this brand new trip right now together in our generation. We're going through times that nobody else has experienced. And let me tell you what, We are going to get through it, and we are going to pass the test, and we're going to be stronger for it. Can I get a witness, amen? Amen. Give me a loud amen on that, because we are. And I want to encourage you here this morning, the word the Holy Spirit put on my heart earlier this week was persistence, just to stay persistent, tie a knot in the end of the rope and hang on, and, 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 and then run this race that's set before you. And, and so I, I changed the title just to Running to Win, but it really has to do with persistence and long-suffering and patience right now. If you'll just kind of stay the course, God is going to be with you just because you didn't give up. Hallelujah. So we're going to talk, uh, uh, again, we'll unpack this scripture that Paul talked about. It's the race set before you. And it's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 24. And let me just talk about this race. What kind of race are we running? Well, it's a race with a great reward. A, great, a, a race with a great reward. In fact, the Bible says, remember that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets a prize. You also must run in such a way that you win the prize. Say it with me this morning. I must run in such a way that I win, to pri- win the prize. Say it with me this morning. Everyone look at me and say, I'm running to win. And everyone who competes for the prize is what? Temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we do it for an imperishable crown. Let me say that again. They do it, the athletes do it for a perishable crown. And Paul, of course, was talking about this wreath that is put on them, a wreath of, uh, I, I believe it was olive leaves or something like that. It would perish eventually, it would dry up and go away. But we do it for an imperishable crown. Hallelujah. We're running for an imperishable crown. Hey, everyone this morning, all of us that live here in the United States, all of us that are on this wacky journey that we're on, I'm telling you what, uh, I'm losing my thought right now. I took cold medicine this morning, so just remind me of what I preached about today, okay? And uh, uh, we've never been on this, we've never been on a run like we've been on, on before, but it's, it's an unpredictable thing, but we're running to win. Can I get a witness, amen? And I'll think of what I was going to say, and it'll come back in just a little bit. Hallelujah. All right. It's a, grace, it's a, it's a race with a great reward, all right? I love getting that reward. How many of you ever won an award for any kind of a race, right? Kind of feels good, right? And uh, last Sunday, 
We uh, celebrated Pastor Gary Jimenez's uh, 20th anniversary here at Harvest Church, and, and uh, that was really great. I ordered, Gary, a plaque for you, but there was a supply chain backup, and it took a little bit too long to get here, so I wasn't able to give it to you last week. But I'm going to give it to you this week, and it's just a beautiful plaque that says, um, in recognition of Pastor Gary Jimenez, in appreciation of 20 years of faithful ministry, 2001 to 2021. And Gary, um, I just want you to know that I want to give you this word this morning, and this, uh, the base of this, if you'll look at it, is made of genuine gold um, colored metal. And, and, and uh, that the, this right here is genuine crystal uh, plexiglass, <laughs> dot, 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 which is actually an, a fancy name for plastic. And I want you to have that with our, with our thanks right there. Would you take that, all right? Yeah. And then, but what I want you to know is that that award right there, as nice as it looks right now, and it'll look on your shelf until you retire someday, and your kids will keep it for another 20 or 30 years, but then eventually it'll get packed away or sold at a garage sale or given away or whatever. It's just a temporal, come on, Connie, deal with me. It's true. Well, no, Connie will keep it forever, but it's a perishable reward. But one day, you're going to get a award that is not perishable. I'm talking about all of our awards, our golf awards, our plaques, all of our tributes that we get right here. We will cast it at the feet of Jesus. We'll cast all of our crowns at the feet of Jesus, hallelujah, just for the joy of knowing him, amen? So these wreaths that the uh, Olympians would get were perishable. They would eventually die out. But we are going to receive a reward that is imperishable, so when Christ, the chief shepherd, comes, the Bible says this, when the chief shepherd, Jesus, aren't you glad that Jesus is our chief shepherd? You will receive, when he appears at the second coming, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Hallelujah. That's what's waiting for you. Now, you, I want you to just think here. I'm starting out with, it's a race with a great reward. You'd think that I would put that at the end or somewhere farther into the message, but here's the truth. I put that at the front of the message because it's the reward that gets us into the race in the first place. That's the reward that we're going for. I, I received Christ as my Savior. Man, I'll tell you what, Jesus, God said this, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, that whoever believes on him would not perish but have everlasting life. Guess what? I don't want to perish. How about you? Guess what? I want to have everlasting life. I want to live in heaven. How about you? Amen? So that's the reward. The reward is Jesus. The reward is eternal life. All of those things. And that gets us in the race, and it keeps us running that race. So in your notes, always begin with the end in mind. Always begin with the end in mind. And Jesus did the same thing. Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross... Watch that. For the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of God. Hallelujah. The throne of God. Jesus, because of the joy that was set before him, went all the way to the cross. He ran the race completely, and we're going to run the race completely as well. Can I get a witness? Amen. Secondly, it's a race that requires preparation. Say it with me this morning. Preparation. 
The Olympians train for years to compete in the Olympic Games, and you've seen their stories on all of the op-eds they have all out there. They have one goal in mind, and that's the dream of winning a gold medal. So here's the thing is, they, they have purpose in everything that they do. And the Apostle Paul says this, so I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing out there. I'm not just going through the motions. We run with purpose in every step. And let me just say this this morning. Our lives are not meant to be lived aimlessly. Our lives are meant to be lived with passion and purpose just as Jesus lived his life, all right? So we're going for the gold, hallelujah. Jesus lived his life with passion and purpose. Say it with me this morning, passion I don't think I have to prove that, that he lived his life with passion. He even called his life the last week. It was a, a week of passion. It was passion for us, passion for going to the cross. And then he lived his life with purpose, and we should do the same. Amen? So what was Jesus' purpose? His purpose. The Bible says, for this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the evil one, the devil. And then his second purpose was that for the Son of Man, Jesus came to seek and to save those who are lost. What does that mean to us today, everyone? That means that we get up every morning. It's not just living another dull day. It's not just living another day that seemed like the one before, but every day we have some kind of purpose. We're going to destroy the works of the evil one. Can I get a witness? in our own lives, and we're going to see them destroyed in the lives of others, and we're also going to seek and we're going to look for people that need to be saved and lead them to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We're not just going to Walmart. We're, just, we're, we're going to Walmart for a divine encounter. Hallelujah. We're not just going to this store or that store. We're, we're going, hear this one. First, I have purpose in every day. Hallelujah. I'm going to live for the Lord. I'm going to destroy the works of the evil, of the evil one with God's help. And then we're going to seek and to save those who are lost. How many know that'll just cause you to go up? I, you, you, today, some of you are going to go to Mimi's, but let it be a bigger thing than going to just Mimi's. Go to Mimi's and say, I'm going to look for an opportunity to share Jesus. I've got purpose. Amen. Amen. That sounds good to me. Amen. That's better than just living your, way, your day in a dull way in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's a race, number three, that requires discipline. And uh, discipline, you know, wow, uh, that's a hard one to deal with sometimes of what we all need, some kind of a discipline in our lives. Swimmer Michael Phelps, who has won more medals than anyone in Olympic history, more golds than anyone in Olympic history, spent an average of 30 days per month. Pardon me, I got that wrong. He spent an av average of of 30 hours per week training, uh, pardon me, in water training for the Olympics. So let me just get that right. He spent an average of 30 hours per week in the water training for the Olympics. Now that's discipline. Can I get a witness? Man, 30 hours per week in the water training. And, and you've got to look at Michael Phelps. I mean, honestly, the way when you've studied and uh, all kinds of physiologists have just studied his, just his massive uh, uh, I mean, just the way he is built, he just swims through the water like a dolphin practically. He's so fast, but he trained, he used what God had blessed him with, he used and he, can, and, and he spent 30 hours per week in the water. Since she was age 14, Simone Biles trained for three hours in the morning before school and three hours in the afternoon after school to become an Olympian. Three hours in the morning, three hours in the afternoon to become an Olympian. It takes discipline. And Paul says this, this ain't no freak 
you know, cakewalk we've got going on here. He says, I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. How many of you ever had your flesh talk to you and say, I want an Oreo cookie? No, I, I, I want another Oreo cookie. No, I want a three stack. And you mainliners on Oreos know exactly what I'm talking, but you can actually hold a four stack and you know it because you've done it with cold milk. And that's all I'm going to eat until I go back for the next batch, batch and then fill it up. But to be able to lose weight, you've got to discipline your body to try not to eat so many calories. I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. And he says, I do this less that when I preach to others, I myself should be disqualified. So it's a, re it's a race that requires discipline. Uh, Richard Foster, by the way, has written a book years ago, 25 years ago, called Celebration of Dif Discipline. It's a book that I highly recommend, and I'd call it one of the classic books, The Inward Disciplines, The Outward Disciplines, The Corporate Disciplines. There's four in each one. There's 12 altogether, the 12 disciplines of the Christian life. Richard Foster, Quaker, um, professor uh, in Wichita, Kansas. I told him when I read his book about 30 years ago, 35, 40 years ago, I read his book, and I called him in Wichita, Kansas, and I got through to him on the line. No cell phones back then, you know, but I got connected with him at his office. I said, Dr. Foster, I read your book. I paid retail and gave 10 of copies away uh, to friends of mine because I thought it was the best book I'd read on anything to, having to do with the disciplines of the Christianity. And I said, I think, I'm going to say this. I know this is a new book that you've written, but I think 25 years from now, uh, this book is still going to be read. Most books are not read for more than one year or two years. And uh, 25 years later, they had a, uh, the 25th uh, anniversary edition uh, of his book that came out. And uh, it's still in print today and is, one, is still a strong seller. I'm just saying we've got to have discipline in our lives. All right. Number four, it's a race that requ requires following the rules. Following the rules. Say with me this morning, following the rules. Do you know what? A lot of people say, I don't want to follow the rules at all because I'm an individualist and I'm an American and I want freedom. But let me just suggest to you that it would be a good idea if you drove on the right-hand side of the road on your way home today. And that is a rule. Can I get a witness? And it would be a good for you to stop at the stop signs and the stoplights because it'll keep you safe and keep others safe. It's a rule. We don't like it. I don't like stoplights and stop. I just want to keep on driving. But I'm telling you what, the rules are what save your lives. And I'll tell you what, the rules also determine who's going to be the winner. We have sophisticated rules right now in these Olympic Games and in NBA and all of the other great sports, and they'll do, you know, uh, replays and everything just to see that somebody was, their foot was an inch or a quarter of an inch over the line, and it changed everything. The rules make the difference, and following the rules keeps it even and more equitable for everyone. It's a, re it's a race that requires following the rules. And let me just say this. This Bible is not only, it's, we look at sometimes as a rule book. It's a blessing book. There are rules here, but I'll tell you what. There are rules that will save your life. And I'll tell you what. It, it, when you walk in obedience, the blessings come with obedience. Amen? So it's a race that requires following the rules. And, and heaven and earth may pass away, but my word will never pass away. Be a, a person of the word. Number five, it's a race that requires staying the course. And, and the word of God says this, you ran well, but who hindered you and, uh, from obeying the truth? 
And that word, who hindered you, says, who cut in on you uh, on the race? You were in the race, but who hindered you? Let me tell you what, the devil will try to hinder you, but God wants you to stay in the race, amen? So it's a race that requires staying on course. Or as uh, one of our presidents said years ago, stay the course, you know? Stay on course. Hallelujah. And number six is this. It's a race that requires keeping your focus. Say with me this morning, keeping your focus. Hallelujah. Man, last Sunday, I, I stopped up here and I just said, you know, some of you are tired today. It's not a problem, but you need to just stay awake for the sermon because it's going to be a good one. Can I get a witness? Was that last Sunday or the Sunday before? It was the Sunday before. That's right. God bless you. You guys are tuning in today. So that, that message, even two weeks later, is still working. Thank you so much. I just appreciate that. I had, someone, I had someone text me after that message. They said, Pastor Perry, I've never seen a pastor actually get up there and, and, and tell his congregation, you know, wake up and don't go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and uh, we've, I've never seen him actually do it. I know that lots of preacher, preachers have thought it, but they've not actually do it. But I'll tell you what. That's the great thing about being over 60 because you've been delivered from public opinion and you just don't care anymore. You just don't care anymore. You know what's going on. You've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. Nobody's playing games with you. You're just looking at them. Hey, wake up, everybody. Let me tell you what. I'm not the best preacher in this town right now, but I'll tell you what. I'm the best preacher you've got for the next 15 minutes. Can I get a witness? Amen. So I'm just... I, 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 just, I can say for the next 15 minutes, I might be the best preacher you've got. You can find a better one on the radio. Go to Alistair Bigger or something like that, you know. But, uh, but anyway, here we go. All right. All right. I'm just messing with you a little bit here this morning. It's a race that says staying the course. It's a race that requires keeping your focus. Now, here's the best way to keep your focus. The Bible says that you might become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of of a crooked and perverse generation. Everyone, we are living in a crooked and perverse generation. That's the kind of generation that we live in today. I could preach a whole message on how crooked and perverse our generation is. Among, though, let me just say this, you shine as lights in this world. You walk out of this place as salt out of the salt shaker, and you are lights burning brightly for Jesus in our dark world so that I may rejoice in the day uh, uh, as lights in the world. Then he says, holding fast the word of life. Say it with me this morning. Holding fast the word of life, that I might rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain. He said this, it's, he keep your focus and hold fast the word of life, which is the word of God. I want you to just this morning, think of this. Just as a runner would hold fast a baton, we hold fast to the Word of God. And I want you to think of this, your Bible. If this Bible was a baton, this is a baton called the Word of God. We hold fast to this in our generation, and then we hold fast to it. And you know, you, 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 uh, you don't win the race if you drop the baton. So you hold fast to the Word of God so that we can pass it on to the next generation, to our children and our children's children. So keep focus. In other words, don't be hindered. Don't let anyone trip you up. Hallelujah. Hold fast to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Praise God. Now, number seven is this. It's a race that requires pressing towards the goal. Say with me this morning, pressing towards the goal. Hallelujah. Now, everyone, here's where we're at in this little journey that we're on right now called life. Um, you know, we're, with all of the twists and turns and all of the things that we've gone through during the last year and a half with the pandemic, and, and, we're, and this is still a work in progress, 
But when you get about two-thirds through the race or three-quarters through the race, you start getting a little bit tired, and you start getting a little bit weary. But I'm telling you what, there's something that happens at about the three-quarters point in a race. There's like a surge that'll come over you, a power that'll come over you. You've spent your energy, but God's still got energy left to give to you. Can I get a witness? Amen. In other words, you might be spent, you might have run out of power, but God has not running out of power. So he says, brethren, I don't count myself to have apprehended, I'm not finished yet, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I'm still going after the gold. I'm still going after the prize. I'm not going to live in yesterday. I'm not going to stay stuck there. I'm going to live in today and look, to, look forward and move forward with God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Number eight here this morning is this. It's a race that requires laying aside every weight. Laying aside every weight. Now, how do you know that you'll run faster if you're not carrying so much weight? Ooh, kind of a soft response there. But, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm with y'all, okay? COVID-19 for me was the 19 pounds that I gained during COVID. And then I'm still, I'm, I'm starting to shed some of them off right now, but I'm saying weight has always been an issue with me. But here's all I'm saying is, is when you uh, shed weight, you're going to feel better and you're going you're gonna to run faster. But putting aside every... Now, in Olympics, it, it becomes a science. Um, every year now, especially in swimming, the designers of, of, uh, of uh, sportswear design clothing that helps reduce drag. And especially, uh, again, illustrated best in, in swimwear, they actually make the fabric of swimwear so there's no drag against the water, so the water flows over it instead of against it. Even the way that the fabric, fabric runs has to do with a fish going through water that the scales would, would go one way, but the, so there, there would be no you know, pushback or no drag. So it's saying, lay aside every weight that you can think of laying aside, laid aside. And the Bible says this, and, and Paul was saying this again in Hebrews, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And I love how it says this in, in the NLT. Especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Have you ever noticed that sin trips you up? Everybody? How many have ever been tripped up by sin? Come on, the rest of you, let me ask you, let me give you a chance to give me 100%. How many of you ever been tripped up by sin? You know what I'm saying? And say, I hate it when that happens, right? But he says, he says run that race. And he says, and watch out for those things that will weigh you down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Hallelujah. And the reference here is to a foot race for which a minimum clothing was, was war, worn at all, but it's saying just take off everything that's going to slow you down and run that race with confidence in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Everyone look at me right now. You're doing good. Um, uh, I, I just want to just encourage you this morning. We're in a race. We're looking at Jesus, the author and the finisher of our race. And I want you to know that we are running to win. And I, want, I, want, I, I just want to encourage you this morning, let it be stirred up on you. We, we've got some opposition, we've got some twists and turns in life, but God is with us, and if God be with us, who can be against us? And God's going to see us through. And that brings me to point uh, nine, which is this, and that means we only have two points left. Everybody say hallelujah. 
I've got 10 points, but I'm only talking about one thing. Run the race in such a way that you will win, all right? It's a race that requires going the distance. Say it with me this morning, going the distance. Begin with the end in mind, but let me just add to that. It's not how you start, but it's how you finish that makes all of the difference. You might have been tripped up, but the Bible says, I believe it is in Proverbs, a man may fall down seven times, but God will lift him up every time. Hallelujah. Just because you've tripped up in life doesn't mean that you're not still in the race. Get back up in the name of Jesus and keep on going. Hallelujah. I remember times that when I was a child and, and trying some new activity for the first time, such as walking or riding a bike or swimming, remember that? Parents often say things like this. They say, you're going to make it. Don't give up. You're, you're doing great. You're almost there. Just keep your eyes on me and you're going to make it. Well, God is saying the same thing and Paul is making the same thing. He says this, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. Let me just say this. As long as you keep your eyes on Jesus and not the circumstances, you're going to be okay. And I love this that comes from Paul. He says, being confident of this, that he who begun a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. How many of you would say that God has begun a good work in you? Amen. Hallelujah. He's going to see it through to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Man, I just depend on that right now. God has begun a good work in me, and he's going to see it through to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the last thing here this morning is this. It's a race that requires persistence. Say it with me this morning. Persistence. Long-suffering, patience, all those. But persistence. And my key verse comes right from the Apostle Paul. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we're going to reap a harvest of blessing if we don't faint, if we don't give up. Uh, let us not become weary while doing good. We're going to reap a harvest of blessing if we don't faint and if we don't give up. Don't give up. Just get up and keep on going. I, I don't have the story on this uh, in, in an, any accurate way. And I don't think it was that. It might have been at this Olympics. But there was somebody who lost their way at the end of the race, and they thought they'd ended the race, and yet they hadn't ended the race. They just read a sign wrong. And the leader of the race actually thought that the race was over, and he stopped running and the person who was in second place and could have just passed him right on by and won the gold picked him up and pointed him in the right direction and said, keep on running. And he kept on running and he won the race and the second place person came in second place and he said, why did you do that? And he says, because we all need to lift one another up and he had the race won anyway. I wouldn't have really won the race. He said he had the race won. He said, that's the only fair thing to do. But he says, don't don't give up. Keep on running, and you're going to reap a harvest of blessing if you don't faint and if you don't give up. Now, we're living in a time when our faith is being tested, and there's a being, the Bible talked about a great falling away, and there's been a lot of people that have been sitting on the fence of faith, and some of them are going to fall into faith, and some are going to fall out of faith. And I want to just say here this morning, our faith is being tested. Sadly, there's been an erosion of faith, and many are falling away. But you, say with me, but me, I want you to say here this morning, but you be persistent. Keep on living a life of faith. Keep on doing the right things. Keep on thinking the right thoughts. Keep on sowing the right kind of seed. And what's in the end, what's going to happen? You're going to reap a harvest of blessing if you don't faint and if you don't give up. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. So what's waiting at the end of this journey? 
It's a harvest of blessing. It's an imperishable crown. It's eternal life. It's seeing Jesus. I'm telling you what, everybody, we are on the greatest race we could ever be on. We're not going to stop now. We are going the distance. And I want to just say one more time, run that race in such a way that you will never fail and that you will win in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And if you receive the word of God this morning, give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Would you do that? Hallelujah. Praise God. Stand with me all across the room this morning. I want to just pray encouragement over here this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Even while we've been preaching, people have been coming into church this morning. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks for joining us online this morning as well. God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Man, I was just encouraged in the Word this morning. I just got... How, were you, how many of you are encouraged in the Word this morning? Amen. I'm going to keep on running. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're in the tired stage of the race right now, but we are in a good... Because when you've run out of your power, in your weakness, He is going to be made strong. Hallelujah. I've got that to look forward to, Lord God. There's sometimes I'll, I'll whisper to Barbara uh, and, 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 and I'll say, man, I'm just totally tapped out this morning. And she goes, it's going to be a good message this morning. I can tell already because you're tapped out, but God isn't tapped out because in your weakness, he is going to be made strong. I always know this, man. God's, God's got a second wind for you. I'm just saying that. Right now, just under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, God has a second wind for you. Man, you could even read farther, and that's the wind of the pneuma. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit coming on inside of you. The, 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 you know, heaven just coming on you. The Holy Spirit coming on you. You've got that as a believer. You've got access, divine access to the Father. You're not going to lay down and just kind of give up. God's going to help you to get up and keep on running. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, I thank you right now for speaking to our hearts today. Lord, because we all needed to be encouraged today. And God, I just thank you right now for letting us be encouraged in your word and having hope in your word. And Lord, this morning, I just speak over every single person in this place. Help us, Lord God, to run the race in such a way that we will win. Help us, Lord God, to not be weary in well-doing because in due season, we're going to reap a harvest of blessing if we don't faint and if we don't give up. So, Lord God, help us not to faint, help us not to give up. And, Lord, help us just to keep on running that race for you. And we just pray it in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you're with me today in this race that I'm running, that you're the power in my life. And I ask you, Lord God, to strengthen me and help me, Lord God, and encourage me. Give me that second wind that comes from the Holy Spirit, who's my helper. And I give you praise today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. I bless you today, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. I want to just ask you just to lift your hands for a moment this morning. You say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. I bless you today, Lord God. Hallelujah. I bless you today, Lord God. I bless the Lord at all times. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord God, that your praise, Lord God, will be in my mouth at all times. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God, in the good times and the bad times. Lord, I bless you. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Praise God. We just bless you today, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. We bless you today, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Just with your own mouth again, just say, Lord, I bless you today. I bless you, Lord God. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Thank you, Lord God. I bless you today. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. And then I want you to just take your hands kind of like this and, and just kind of like that. You, 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 but I just in this way, just kind of go like that. And I just bless all of my, my family around me right now. I just bless all of my family around me. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. God, I just pray for a blessing over every person in this place today in the name of Jesus, Lord. We just speak a blessing over every single person, Lord God. Those whose hearts are heavy, we bless, Lord God. Those who are in lack, Lord God, we ask for your divine supply. Those, Lord God, that are discouraged, Lord God, pick them up and let them be encouraged in you, Lord God. But, Lord, I just pray that blessing would be released in this place right now in the mighty name of Jesus. So we bless you, Lord God. We bless those around us in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we also pray for your glory to cover the earth, Lord. We just ask right now, starting right here in Northern California, God, we ask for your glory to cover the earth in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray over our neighborhoods. We pray over our communities, Lord God. We pray over our workplaces right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray that we walk with passion and purpose. Every day that we get up, Lord God, we have a reason for living and a reason for being, Lord God. Lord, I just pray for that right now, that we live our lives the same way that you lived it, with passion and purpose. And we just pray this right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And everyone this morning that just receives all of that blessing, just give the Lord the best hand clap of the morning. Would you do that? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. We love you so much. Have a great, great day. Walk it out. Run the race. God bless you. Thank you for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast. We pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at GoHarvestEG. And be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services. Until next time, stay encouraged and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless.